Hey everybody, welcome back to the Daily Anime Podcast. It's me, Jefferson, and today I'm going to be reviewing Volume 1 of Shimura Takako's Wandering Sun. But first, I'm actually going to play a podcast promo because I haven't done that in a while. This is an anime podcast unlike any other. The Anime of Yesteryear podcast travels back to the far reaches of anime time and our flux capacitor fitted time machine Ferrari. We review the shows we love and rant on the ones that time should have forgotten about. But we also talk about other things as well. Check us out on our website, www.aoypodcast.wordpress.com. And we're out of time. Wandering Sun is about a child by the name of Shuichi Nitori, who is a boy but wants to be a girl, and his friend uh, Yoshino Takatsuki, who is a girl but wants to be a boy. And it just follows their life. When I first read this manga, and when I first saw the anime years ago, I literally had no concept of what transgender transsexual was um i mean i knew about lgbt but i didn't actually know what the acronym meant i just knew i was like all right gay lesbian something with a b something with a t i don't know right i was pretty ignorant um and i mean like i guess i knew what the acronym meant but i didn't actually know what the acronym meant it was just an acronym at the time um And obviously now that I'm older and time has passed and time has accumulated, I've picked up new pieces of information here and there. And now going back, I can appreciate this uh, manga and anime a lot more. And because I am in the middle of re-watching the anime and because I want to do the anime justice, but I still want to talk about this, I guess you could say, not I guess you could say property. I don't want to use the term franchise because it's not like Mobile Suit Gundam where we're going to expect like Wandering Sun Zeta or anything and a bunch of toys that you can like build plastic models of whatever. But I guess property, right? I wanted to talk about this property and I want to do an anime, a review of the anime that would do the show justice. So that is something that I'm really working on. And so, in the meantime, I wanted to talk about the first volume of the manga, which I have had sitting on my shelf for years, and I'd read years ago, but I'd just forgotten about. Um, And I guess you could say, talk about, like, the actual, like, book. And it's a hardcover book. I don't know if Fantagraphics Books, the company that put this out, um, put a soft cover or paper cover of this out it would be great if they did because i don't exactly want a hardcover right now because i'm probably going to be moving soon and all that but you know it's a really pretty looking release and it's fairly pricey for like 15 bucks but i mean you know like i think you get a decent release and all that so i'm not going to be like too hard on them but looking at this release like this was not um put out with anime and manga otaku in mind um there is like a page or two 
devoted to explaining honorifics. There is just like, here's how you can, here's a pronunciation guide. Um, here is how you can read it. And like, maybe it's just because I don't read a lot of manga and I don't expect this too much, but it really felt like this release was meant for a more general audience, people who may or may not read manga, but will be in like their school library or whatever. And I mean, like literally the cover is just like, this should, a random like snippet of review was like, this should be in like every school library. And it's like, okay, so that's how you're trying to market this. So, I mean, it's an interesting company because it's not like vertical or like Viz or whatever. And I guess vertical and Viz will include all that stuff in there. But like, I can't remember if they keep the Kun Chan Sensei San or whatever in there. And they'll like have like a paragraph explaining what it means um, in like each volume of Naruto or whatever. Um, but um, yeah. And I guess there's a couple of moments where the translation was kind of weird. I know the um, translator is. Name is Matthew Thorne, and he's this white dude living in Japan right now, I think. And I haven't read any of his other translations. Again, I don't read too much manga, but there's like a couple of weird moments where it's just like, oh, that's kind of text language. Did you do that? Did your editor do that? I mean, I get that it's supposed to be like an informal thing here and there, but there are a couple of moments in there where I'm just thinking, uh, you could write out the word. But, um,. Yeah, those are just minor quips, Um, but I do want to say before I get into what I think are the strengths, and I guess I kind of already gotten on the, the, here's what I think is wrong with this volume of manga, um, I kind of want to go into my issues with it, Um, and I guess like my, my, I guess my biggest issue is basically the art. Um, There are a lot of panels in here that don't have any detail, it's just a character in space or black in text and like that's cool and all but like when it's when there are multiple pages and multiple panels that are just this it gets kind of uninteresting this is not the prettiest manga that i've read um i've read a lot prettier manga i guess maybe i've just been spoiled by um uh, what was it called? It was a good manga. I guess I've just been spoiled by uh, Tutera <laughs> and Tezuka. So, like, I expect more. And, like, there's, a, like, a little joke comic at the end where it's just like, eh, come on, I know that my manga has problems, but please keep reading. And it's like, I probably will keep reading, but it just costs money that I don't have and don't exactly want to spend <laughs> that I'll get eventually. But... I guess my other little quip, and this isn't exactly a quip because this is both good and bad, is that this isn't a story-driven manga, and it is some, it is split up into episodic parts, and I guess like the description earlier, it's about um, a, like someone who was assigned male at birth, someone who was assigned female at birth, and they're trying to figure things out and grow up, etc., so it's less about here is this grand narrative with multiple story arcs that advance the story or whatever, but a lot more here, like, quiet moments in life where children learn how to navigate these social institutions, etc., etc. But, like, what's bad about this, and I guess maybe this is also kind of comes into my inadequacy as a manga reader, is that there are, like, 
several uh, sequences in here. And I guess sequences is the best word I can use as a film person. <laughs> there is there are several moments in here where I'm not sure if what I'm seeing and reading is exactly, I guess, happening. Because there are, like, dream sequences, and there is, like, a moment, like, there's a dream sequence on a train, and, like, there's, like, another weird sequence that I'm not entirely sure that happened, because, like, with the train, uh, well, sorry, I guess with these moments, it's just, like, there may be or may not be subtle cues as, like, to their entering into, like, something that may not be real but is in fact like a fantasy or rather a nightmare or a sense of dysphoria or whatever and that's and that's not necessarily bad but it does like interrupt my reading and make me flip back and say did i did i really read that so i mean like in that way it's just like like a book where i find myself going back a paragraph or two just be like what did i just read what um, and there, there are multiple moments in this manga that do that, and I don't think that's necessarily bad, but it is something that disrupted a flow of reading. Um, and maybe it's something that doesn't. Maybe, like, the flow of reading this should be disrupted. If only it looked prettier, but <laughs> it shouldn't. Because maybe, like, maybe that is just, like, my biggest complaint. It's just, like, it's not that pretty. Um, but, um, yeah. Like, there are many multi- uh, moments in here where you're not sure if it's, like, a dream or just, like, a simulation someone's running through their head. But, like, I think what that does effectively is it emphasizes emotional impact of an action without foregrounding that action. Um, and that's not bad. But actually, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that that is kind of a weakness of the manga because some people don't come in expecting that. Um, I don't know. But I do think that it kind of adds on, like, a layer of the conflict in this manga. Um, Like, as, like, a quiet drama where you just navigate everyday spaces, um, some things don't make a lot of sense. I mean, especially in terms of being, um, I guess you can say, taken in to the order of what it means to be, um, what's what's the Japanese word? Um shakaijin or basically like an adult of society like being basically thrown into that is basically through the education system a system that is designed to make us love our institutions and our institutions are really just systems that are really designed to educate us to love our hierarchies um male over female black over white etc etc and in terms of how the distribution of material and spiritual goods are aligned. Like, all of that is designated by the system of marking. And as these kids learn how they are marked, i.e. they are marked as male, they are marked as female, and they are in these particular spaces where they're supposed to behave a particular way, and they don't want to behave that way, and it kind of hurts when biology comes in demanding, etc., etc., um, and I think, like, the most awkward moments in here and the most moments that, like, I guess you don't really see in a lot of other anime and manga, although you do see it, but, like, in a way that's different is that, like, there's, like, these scenes in the bathroom where um, Nitori and um, uh, Takatsuki are changing and, um, like, 
he's making a comment. It's like, oh, wait, isn't he nervous? Isn't she nervous that there's a boy in the next stall like using the bathroom at the same time, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like, oh, okay. Like this is a place where we are indoctrinated into behaving a particular way because we are marked. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. All right. That's not something that I expect um, in terms of policing and self-policing. And it's pretty cool. And that's why I think people should be reading Wandering Sun. And because it's in there, there is a plot device where a character suggests that they do a gender reversal play where they perform Rose of Versailles. And Rose of Versailles is, I guess you could say, among like a tradition in anime and manga where you have these characters who deal with gender and identity and like Lady Oscar who basically hates being a woman and would like performs as a man and I guess maybe I'm oversimplifying that because I don't actually remember I've only seen one episode of um Rosa Versailles but a lot of it was I don't want to be frilly and girly and I was like oh okay all right that's kind of cool and we've seen it before and I don't know if this is quite as radical simply because it's such like I guess a quiet drama filled with tragedy um yeah I would defend Wandering Sun as a quiet drama um it's not an epic space opera and it's not a historical um drama like involving like the french court like we've seen um i guess like the old shoujo writers but i mean it is interesting yeah so pretty much i would suggest that people check out wandering sun but it doesn't come with my strongest recommendations because this isn't like a Keiko Takamiya manga or like a Tezuka manga. And like, I guess maybe like I shouldn't just go around reading manga expecting to be reading something as amazing as Two Terra every time. But I want it to be the case because I love Two Terra so much. Anyways, thanks for listening. If you have any questions, comments, feedback. Uh, send me an email at dailyanimepodcast at gmail.com. Comment on the website, dailyanimepodcast.com. Send me a tweet at dailyanimepod. Um, I'm sure there may be questions and concerns, um, and I would be more than willing to address them. Bye. <laughs>